welcome to the 100th edition of The Golfing Mind, uh, the podcast which, as I say every week, looks at the game of golf in general, but the mental game of golf in particular. And being the 100th uh, podcast, I had lined up a major um, champion, uh, a two-time major champion for an interview, but unfortunately, they were unable to do it uh, at the last minute and we couldn't reschedule it in time for this podcast. So hopefully we can get that done in the near future. But uh, this week I thought, being the 100th, what do you do to celebrate 100? I mean, I don't know. In Britain, you get a telegram from the Queen when you're 100 years old. But for the 100th podcast, I wanted to do um, two things. I wanted to do something uh, good uh, for my uh, listeners. And I also wanted to... Uh, look at an area of the game which I get asked a lot about. In fact, I, I've written a book on it. And a lot of the stuff I wrote about, I have found is very congruent with who the player who we recognise, I think, as being currently the best putter in the professional game. I'm talking about Cameron Smith, uh, anyone who watched the final round of the Open Championship in St Andrews can't fail to have been very, very impressed with the amount of 12, 15, 20 footers that he rolled in dead centre. And particularly on the uh, 71st and the 72nd hole, his two putt at the the road hole uh, is just astounding. I mean, under the pressure and the, the degree of difficulty, it's just quite astounding. And the putt he rolled in for his par was a 12 footer. It wasn't a tap in. And on the final hole, he had a, a very good drive, had a long putt to about two and a half, three feet. And his opponent sank a, a huge putt for an eagle, meaning he had to make that putt to win. And uh, we know that green has got a lot of drama um, for people missing short putts. 1970, Doug Sanders missed possibly the most famous short miss putt of all time, which I often have thought is very unfair because if you uh, ever get a chance to go to the old course, the putt he had was a side hill putt and it had a good four inches of break left to right. And uh, that was a tricky putt and uh, under the circumstances. And it was three and a half feet. People always think he missed the tap and he didn't. He missed a putt, which we could all miss very easily. Uh, he just had to do it on the global stage. So um, what I thought I'd do first is... Um, talk a little bit about uh, Cameron Smith. I was going to call this episode How to Putt Like Cam, but I think that would be um, disingenuous to Cam and maybe over-promising to you. But I think there's some things from his game that we can learn from. Uh, And a lot of stuff that he does, I have been sort of advocating for sort of to my clients and implementing in my own game. So let's, uh, in no particular order, hear about uh, eight to ten things that uh, I've noticed with Cameron Smith. Um, And I've also read in interviews some stuff that I can share with you, only because it's stuff I didn't know. Uh, One of the things um, I was interested to discuss is he doesn't really practice short putts. Uh, Most of the putts he practices are between 10 to 15 feet. Now, we know that most of the birdie putts we have are not going to be inside the dustbin lid. They're going to be, you know, eight feet and over more often than not, especially at the level of golf the amateur plays. 
But isn't it interesting how often um, people practice their short putts, uh, but they don't practice um, the medium putts? And I see a lot of people practicing long putts, and I'm a big fan of practicing long putts because I think the more you can train yourself to feel the distance and lag the putt, um, the better. And also statistically, the best putters on the tour are also extraordinarily good lag putters. It turns out that Cam Smith says that uh, every day he will practice his setup position in front of a mirror for, for about 15 to 20 minutes. He's practicing the setup so he knows that everything is in perfect alignment. His palms face together. He is a fairly upright stance, his feet are closed together. His elbows generally are touching his rib cage. So when he, when he makes a stroke, it is just a simple rocking of the shoulders. But before he gets to the putt, he is, I don't think he does putt, I think he strokes. I think he's reinvented the whole art. His whole um, action is that of a stroke, not a putt or um, a hit. You know, it's very, very, very smooth. That's three berries. Is that too many? Well, I don't know. Um, so <clears throat> a lot of us, we don't really practice our alignment. And I always say to people, hold your putter and squeeze your hands. And when you squeeze your hands, the club face should not open or close a millimeter. But try it today or try it next time you're on the golf course. Take your putting grip and squeeze your hands tightly. If the club face opens or closes, then it's not an alignment. And Cameron Smith puts his two thumbs in the down the shaft, he has his palms together, he knows that his club head is absolutely square. Another thing he does is he has a mental image of the ball going into the hole. He visualizes the ball dropping into the hole. And he says that the last thought he has is to take a long, hard look at the hole and really feel the putt. And that's a good combination of sort of what I call imagination and feel of visualization. Just rather than try and visualize a ball going in the hole, sometimes look at the hole and just feel that ball dropping dead center. And he does that better than anyone I can I can uh, think of in the, in the modern game and possibly uh, ever. You know, he has a very distinctive approach. Now, the other thing he does, and I've been a huge advocate, and I think there's one or two other professional golfers who do this too, is he never takes a practice putt. He he doesn't um, he doesn't do that. Once he's got the alignment, once he's ready to go, and how does he align the ball? Well, apparently he will have the logo um, of, he plays a titleist ball, so he'll align the titleist logo with the point or the spot he selected uh, near the hole where he wants to start the, uh, the ball on. So he, he lines up the logo, but once everything is in place, he doesn't take a practice swing. Now, why am I a huge fan of that? Well, it goes back to instinct versus mechanics. You can instinctively have a good sense of distance. You can instinctively have a good sense of feel. The example I most often quote is you're in the office, you crumple a piece of paper and you pitch it across the office and it lands in the waste paper basket, dead square. And people go, wow, do that again for 10 bucks. And you go, okay, now you crumple up a piece of paper, but you're not quite as relaxed. And rather than just throw it, you now start practicing your throw, practicing your release, 
trying to get a sense of how much pressure force is required. And more often than not, you land short, you hit the rim, you miss it all together. The reason for that is you've gone from what I call unconscious excellence to conscious incompetence. And the reason he can do that is because, and here it comes, and it's not the secret, boy, wouldn't it be great if it was a secret? He has a wonderful pre-shot routine for every putt. Every time he steps up to putt, you can watch him. It's the exact same routine. And the reason it works so well for him, I think, is he's got such extraordinary confidence that it takes him out of the thinking mode. I think when he's picked a spot and he knows his alignment's good, he now trusts his instinct to just put the right pace on the ball. And if you want an example of that, just look at his approach putt on the 17th hole in the Open Championship. It was absolutely uh, amazing. Now, as I said, his last thought is to take a long, hard look at the hole and really feel the putt. The minute his head returns over the ball, he takes the putt. There's no hesitation. He doesn't create tension or drama. He doesn't uh, make it look difficult. He has complete and utter faith. And for those of you who've done the Silent Mind Golf program, we put a huge emphasis on confidence. And that confidence means having faith in yourself. So those are just some of my um, thoughts and um, experiences from researching Cam Smith. I wanted to share with you today. And why today? Well, apart from being 100th episode or podcast, it is December. And for the northern half of the planet, uh, golf is not really available to us at the moment. And I would love you to spend the next um, few weeks practicing your putting at home. But the other thing I've decided to do is to celebrate the 100th um, podcast. I've created um, a coupon, as it's called, or a code for the Silent Mind Golf Silver program. Now, the Silver membership program currently uh, is selling for $299. And just for the next month, uh, I'm going to make it available with a 50% discount but to get the discount you need to type in the bonus which is smg100 in capital letters so that's silent mind golf 100 but it's smg100 there'll be notes in the uh, program here so you can find the coupon and it's only for um for one month then the offer closes um i'm unable to give discount onto the gold and the platinum programs just because they are almost oversubscribed now so I can't take more people on uh, well a few people but uh, I can't give discount on that I'm sorry well I can I choose not to that's the truth um, but I I cannot tell you how many people have done the 13-week program and when I say done it done it religiously done it with they've embraced it because we all want a quick fix. I'm the same, I want to lose weight quickly, I want to get fit quickly, I want to get my handicap down quickly. But the truth of the matter is, um, you have to take your time, you have to learn the process, learn the steps, and then repeat, 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 repeat. The Silent Mind Golf online program I've created, and I'm very proud of, builds. So once you're done week one, week two, can apply tools from week one. On week four, You've got the learning from weeks one, two, and three that now makes sense when we go to week four. 
and it, it involves mental conditioning exercises and some on-course practice routines. Um, when you buy the program, you don't only get 13 weeks of online golf coaching uh, videos, uh, you get a PDF of the video transcript, key points, and you'll all get weekly exercises to practice if you want. You don't have to do any of it, but the people who have completed the course, uh, without exception, have all seen an improvement in their game. So to share that love and joy with you for the winter months when golf is going to be more challenging to play, I created this um, this discount and it's 50% off the Silent Mind Golf membership. Well, there's a sales pitch over. Um, I played golf yesterday, curiously, and um, there's a fellow who I used to play with who has become a good golfer and uh, he gave me a lesson. Can you believe that? And uh, it, was a, it was a good wee lesson. I'd been creeping closer and closer to the ball and it does happen. So it's nice to have someone else look at your swing and tell you what you're doing wrong. Um, I'm not sure what Santa is going to bring me for Christmas. I've got a few ideas. I wouldn't mind a, a few hybrid. I'm thinking we're getting a hybrid three and four iron, but we will, we will see. Um, but until we speak again, it'll be two weeks to the next podcast. And uh, I look forward to uh, enjoying your company on the 2023. But until we meet again, have an absolutely wonderful Christmas and New Year and uh, all the very best.